This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, Without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. I know there is a lot of talk in the uh, Christian world about church growth strategies and how we should go about drawing crowds and how we should go about bringing people in. Although I believe uh, those desires are contrary to the purpose of the church, nonetheless, one thing that is lacking in all of these desires to strive after professionalism and to strive after this well-put-together service with all the, the, the bells and whistles, with all the lights and the fog machines, one thing is being underlooked, and that is a shift that has occurred in this new generation, call it whatever you want, uh, millennials or whatnot. The generation that I personally belong to is deeply suspicious about people trying to sell them a product. They've grown up in a culture where uh, OJ Simpson gets off for murder. They've grown up in a culture where things have been advertised to them day in and day out. You need to buy this, you need this to be happy. They've grown up in a culture where personal relationships have deteriorated and have broken down. So what they're looking for is authenticity. Authenticity is key. They're looking for it in the products they buy, the companies that they buy into. They're looking for it in the music that they listen to. They're looking for it in the relationships that they're striving after. And they're looking for it in the church. In the book, The Strategically Small Church by Brandon J. O'Brien, he states, A church should welcome everyone, however, they shouldn't become everyone. A young person will be open to hearing the gospel from a 50-year-old pastor who speaks and dresses in a way befitting a 50-year-old man if, and this is a big if, that pastor and his church show genuine concern for that young person. But that same visitor will smell phoniness from down the street if the middle-aged pastor speaks and dresses like a 20-year-old in an effort to appear relevant. Dan Kimball puts it this way in They Like Jesus But Not the Church. It doesn't matter how young and hip you are. What matters is that a person perceives you are genuinely concerned about and interested in him or her. The reason I started this episode with James chapter 2 is because that portion of the book of James is he's concerned with authentic faith, faith that matches the words confessed, faith that is not only words, but it is also actions that come along with those words. And I believe if we are going to be authentic in our expression of the Christian faith, it means that we not only not only confess the truth, but we live the truth. And this is so important. It also means that if somebody were to come into our church, they could tell that we were actively striving to live up to what we believed was truth. And not only that, but we were willing to confess when we fall short, because we will fall short. Someone comes into a church or someone meets a Christian, they should know 
and see authenticity because they should see genuine concern and care for them. Not trying to sell them a product, not trying to add another member to the list, but caring for someone made in the image of God who has yet to hear the gospel message. That is what authentic Christian life looks like, and that is what an authentic church looks like. Don't try to be authentic. Be authentic. Well, until next time, this is Carrie Gephardt. May you bear much fruit to the glory of God. Five for Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website fiveforfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.